0: what's up man can you hear me yeah can you hear me
1: i can hear you perfectly
0: right on right on
1: so i've got oh. a headset in because so i'm trying to be quiet
0: <laughs> oh i mean is it oh is kelly asleep
1: no 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 no. kelly's awake it's just the neighbors i'm I'm mid terrace so um i've got to be um, mindful of my neighbors
0: ah and fucking good old boston rob crept in like a thief in the night how are you doing buddy Rob.
2: Robert. Yep. Hey, Rob. hey, what's going oh. on, man? Oh, I was on mute, shit.
1: I've <laughs> <laughs> so being on Zoom.
0: Shit, what's going on, fellas?
2: How
1: you boys good, doing? Bro. Yeah, I'm good, Rob, thank you. I'm good, Ian. How are you two?
0: Oh, not too bad, not too bad. It's early as shit over here, but, I mean, you know me, I don't ever sleep, so.
1: Yeah, it's the first time I can actually say good morning to you both, and it is actually Morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no kidding. That is crazy to me. That like you know, it's not that much of a time difference, but it's enough to where it's like, it's all, it's two a.m. over here, but like it's fucking it's bright and early. It's the crack of dawn over there.
1: So yeah, but it's alright for me um in respect to the East Coast. um But when it's West Coast, I'm I'm, I'm I can't do much there. I, it, that ruins my whole week if I have to stay up for for something to do on the West Coast. Same here.
0: yeah. I feel that. I mean, it's like uh, it's like Biggie Smalls said, you know, if I got to choose a coast, I got to choose the East. You know, I live out there. <laughs> not really. I live. I live in the Midwest. I live in the fucking well. I mean, not the worst part of America. That that the South's definitely uh, holding that record down. But uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, you're five. I'm five hours in front, aren't I? I think from you guys. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rob, we're yeah. the same time zone, aren't we? Yeah. I thought so, because us in good old Chicago, we fucking, we separate by an hour. I remember that screwed me up when I uh, went to Lollapalooza over there a couple summers back. I lost an hour out of nowhere, and I was like, what the hell?
1: Well, it does make, because like France, France is an hour. It's like, uh, it's just like that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's crazy the time the, how the time changes, and it's such yeah. a short difference.
0: No, it is crazy, because I'm pretty sure the time stays the same all the way down up until you hit Florida, too, Uh as far as, like, if I took 75 straight down, you know, through Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, all that jazz. But anyway, so, this isn't a, this isn't a fucking really geography
1: say, podcast. A um, podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to the geography hour. I'm your host, Ian. Now, nah, welcome to Wise Guys Hideaway with me and the sorted bunch of people that I, uh, I'm blessed to run this with. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not not really feeling all professional about her today, boys. I say we just fucking crack her open crack- like an egg and uh, make an omelet. Um, Dave, who who was it? Do you remember that requested that we do this individual that we're about to embark uh, Frank on? Burke,
1: I've got a funny feeling it was um, Lock from Bad Guy Podcast.
0: For sure, because I remember you... Uh, me a screenshot or something of a comment that said uh you guys should do uh fred the killer burke uh i'm
1: sure that was um well, podcast.
2: when you said it ian i was thinking of frank burke jimmy burke's son for some reason oh, i'm yeah, like why? Yeah. why are we doing him
0: oh uh, no, <laughs> yeah, well that's a that's a couple hundred episodes in where we're like running out of people you know
2: yeah so,
0: you know it's all like oh you want to talk about somebody running you know he'll be right up there with fucking
2: uh but this guy is an interesting cat, man, I tell you. This guy is a
1: psychopath, is what he is. Yeah. Shall I, shall I open up with his introduction? What was that? Shall I open up with his introduction? Oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah, for get it. it. Get after it. Okay, so we're talking about Fred Burke, um, who was actually born Thomas Kemp on the 29th of May, 1893, in a place called Mapleton in Kansas. He grew up there in... He he regularly attended Sunday school, believe it or not. He was an above-average student, but he was involved in criminal activities, which first started off with a land fraud scheme. Um, and to get away from being prosecuted to that, from that he then fled to Kansas City in Missouri, um, and he eventually made his way to St. Louis, where he became part of a gang known as Egan's Rats, yeah, uh,
0: who would eventually branch off and. More or less fall under the end curtain of uh, the Detroit Purple Gang. Um, like I mean, just a lot of a lot of the Egan Egan's rats ended up uh, sort of migrating north and becoming part of uh, the Jewish mafia in Detroit, which is mm-hmm. known as the Purple Gang. What, uh, yeah? Same Scott I, Bernstein
1: can't be here for this one. I'm interested you know, to go
2: on, Rob, Sorry, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I was interested to know how that gang got their name, the uh, Egan's rats. I didn't get to do too much. Uh research on that part but uh who would want to be called you know have that in there <laughs> i mean yeah. it's, mo- yeah.
0: most most gangs you guys remember don't didn't really like back their name like uh the, the westies like i mean i've seen bill Beatty say a thousand times in like multiple interviews that like they just called themselves like the irish click or like you know they just they were just neighborhood guys but like the newspapers or you know the media or the cops or the you know that's who dubs you know people uh it really dubs, dubs people what they are, you know what I mean? I was
1: going to say, rats, I mean, this was probably, what, uh, where are we, 19, well, beginning of the uh, 20th century, so rats may not have even been a thing then, and rats were, I suppose, like, it's a street thing, isn't it? If you think rats, you think streets. Um, I think rats, I think fucking, so, uh, this I've, is a creature gold that'll gold. do
0: anything to survive.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's what, uh, rats is a, is a street kid. Um, Rugrats You know what I mean So it does fit Back then Which goes to show um, How it Over the years Become to mean And that's That's in life um, Not just It's Snitches are now known as rats Aren't they So um, I, I, mean, wonder not, where- I mean,
0: they're not really known as snitches. Like we, the people who research like the mafia and stuff still hold on to the whole rat thing. But like, as far as like the yeah, hip hop culture and all that goes, people. like they're, they're known as snitches.
1: As, you, as soon as you see, you, it's not worth reading the comments when you see a picture of a rat go up. Cause you just know oh. exactly what's going to be underneath. It's so yeah. These days. You know,
0: shout, shout out to the people who really stay committed though, at least, you know I mean? Like I, I can't fucking stand them to be honest about it because it's just annoying to see that comment over and over again but I got to give credit where credit's due for uh, persistence and fucking dedication <laughs> to a job and like there are certain individuals throughout the uh, the world of Facebook, Twitter and and so forth that uh that probably never even faced 6 months let alone 80 years, 100 years whatever but uh yeah but
2: they yeah, don't they... got one word to say until you post about a rat. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. And that's now why this... do we glorify these guys like this much?
2: This Egan Rats crew, man, I mean, dude, they stole almost $5 million within a five-year period from, like, a dozen different robberies.
1: They were loose,
2: insane. And we're talking in the 1920s. Can,
0: can we just, like, back up and talk about how this dude comes up, you know, one out of eight children, big families, you know, typical thing back then. But not only does, you know, he sift all through the Midwest, the South, uh, parts of the East Coast, um gaining i mean i would guess a conservative estimate i'd i'd say he probably killed between like 30 and 50 people easily
1: but well, uh, he was in the army
0: for a while that's uh, what i mean as far as like well, a, a hitman killed 30 to 50 people yeah. let alone he was a tank sergeant in france in world war 1
1: I. Hey, I mean you, you got uh, uh, all right take away kind of um the military side of things uh, he must have been responsible for a lot more deaths I would have thought. I mean, this guy—this guy was a killing machine. By the looks
2: of oh, things. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I. Just, yeah, you don't like, get that nickname for nothing.
1: No, you can <laughs> see why he was um, uh, implicated in the St. Valentine's Day Massacre.
0: Yeah, I. Not. I mean, I don't think he was just uh, implicated. I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, I guess implicated his finger. Never mind. I'm retarded. Uh,
1: yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Whatever. Um, hundred <laughs> percent. Listen, hundred percent. He was involved.
2: Yeah, he was one yeah. of the main suspects from almost like a couple days after. Well I no, I I was just
0: uh I was just talking about how like um he was pretty much point like verified, like yeah, no, he was there. But he was also definitely uh verified for the uh give me a second here. Uh the Mara Flores oh. massacre uh in nineteen twenty seven in Detroit. That one uh that one's been well published. I don't know that one Ian. What's that one? That, I mean, that's, um, during like the Christmas season, Detroit, Michigan in 1927, uh, and the rear apartment, uh, around like around East Grand Boulevard, which would be, a, I don't even, I don't even know what that would be in this day and age, to be honest about it. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely like Southwest Detroit, but right. I would say like, uh, that, that, that area more, t- more towards the West side of Detroit, but in, uh, in the rear apartment 308, um. Uh, just a slew of individuals were uh, gunned down. A slew of like local Detroit, you know, no, no good Knicks, if you will. Uh, mm. Eddie Fletcher, Avon Simon Axler, uh, Joe Honeyboy Miller, and uh, John Talsdorf um, were all just ruthlessly gunned down. And it's, I mean, it's alleged that it was by uh, mainly Burke, and I think it was Gus Winkler uh, w- was his counterpart to that. And, and in relation uh, uh, to the funds. <laughs> yeah and uh i mean there's actually like um public like publicized photos and all that of uh scott m bernstein big shot shout out to him um his book motor city mafia as well as um the other individual hold on i got the books in right here i'm not gonna leave him out of not gonna leave him out of his gloryness uh paul paul kaffius k-a-v-i-e-f-f how the fuck you say that uh his, uh, Detroit's infamous purple gang. He's his whole book about, the Detroit purple gang. Um, I mean, it's a pretty well documented, you know, gun down of just a bunch of Detroit, you know, uh, bad guys pretty much. Cause
1: well, Detroit, the, Detroit have got the, the, the uh, talking of rats had the lowest number of rats, didn't they? Yeah. because of no, all of the long
0: Coming from this city.
1: <laughs> They'd be happy with a deal. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man, there's, there's something in the water here. I'll tell you, I say that about everywhere. So, I mean, that's get That's getting pretty gratuitous, but like, there's definitely, there's definitely something in the water as far as Michigan goes. Like their, uh, their organized crime is just a little bit different. Their gang culture is just a little bit different. Even their, you know, outlaw motorcycle culture is just a little, just a little different. You know what I mean? It's uh, they they're not the, they're not the typical run of the mill, people that you like want to be or want to Im- you know imitate and like they're but i mean I they get I yeah they uh they definitely they don't you couldn't compare them to, to another swagger family, as but... much as as much as i hate to say it like that because like I, I mean i fucking love detroit i love the mint and like i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to travel and see everything don't get me wrong because i'm trying to get the fuck out of here i've been here 28 years it's 28 years too long if you ask me but i mean i do love it here there there is something about I don't know, coming from Michigan to where it's just uh, the water keeps us separated from everybody, man. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I always make the joke that it's, you know, Michigan and it's 49 bitches. It's not the United States.
2: Yeah, I've never been there. I'm not a big traveler. I don't like to travel, but uh, yeah, I would love ah, to travel. Nah, to Boston.
0: Nah, you got to stay tight knit. You got to stay right in Southie.
1: Nah, I agree with Rob. I, I'm not a traveler. Um, I, I like England traveling, too.
0: Much. Man. I love traveling. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, I guess, I mean, it just depends who you are. There are a lot of people who, you know, you get comfortable, you get, I mean, I guess I've just never, never really felt comfortable, regardless, you know what I mean, whether I had a place to, you know, call my own, whether I called the place home or not, you know what I mean? Like, it was always, I don't know, just the wanderer spirit in me, I suppose.
1: But how, I mean, with this Fred like, how do we know that, um, because I think Rob, um, has got a kind of list of um, his aliases. But he had aliases all over the place anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean I haven't been able to go through them all, but you know, every time he seemed to go to a new city, uh, he would change his name. I and mean, even his wife at one point said she had no idea what his real name was. But she yeah. could have just she could have just been, you know, I think that was a statement to police, so who
1: knows uh what he she was born Thomas her. Kemp. So I mean, from from kind of an early age, he was. I'm not sure when he changed his name from from Thomas Kent to Fred Burke, but um, from from an early age, he seems to have been used to changing his name.
0: I mean, back then, you gotta think it was like uh, it was like before the FBI and all that shit. So, I mean, you cross state lines, everything that you know is behind you in that previous state is in that state. No, you know, fucking, you can be whoever you want to be. You know what I mean, like. Mm it's not like today where I don't even know if they had social security numbers yet or you know what I mean? Like you didn't get like a dental record. What was that? Who the fuck went to the dentist unless you had like a little bit of, you know, pocket change to spare, like fingerprints. Yeah, sure. When you were born and then when you you got booked for your first time, you know what I mean? Like, but
2: yeah, it seems to be, he was about in his uh, late teens when he changed his name because it says uh, that his first criminal act occurred at age 17 when he was involved in land fraud scheme, uh, scheme while traveling, while being a traveling salesman and uh he fled prosecution and uh was in went to st louis missouri and that's when he uh changed his name from thomas camp to fred burke uh. yeah
0: he was really good at those uh land fraud schemes i mean not really good he, i mean he's constantly getting you know caught up in in the nonsense of it but i guess you know you do something over and over and over again you're eventually gonna have to fucking pay the price you?
1: you are a criminal <laughs>
0: you you mean they are criminals you know what i mean but Man, land fraud, I can't, I mean, like, because, like, in my mind, I'm thinking of a handful of different schemes, right? You're selling land that's not actually yours, meaning, like, you're, like, bamboozling somebody out of a nice big chunk of money being like, yeah, you can buy this property, 14 acres, build a nice little farmhouse out there, you and the missus, and they pay you, and then you leave, and dude goes to start setting up shop, and some farmer's like, what the fuck you doing? They're like, I bought this land, said, the hell you did, like, and Fred's counting the money.
1: Makes Madoff look like a sheep.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Ponzi's
1: game. Look at it. It's Ponzi before it was even even first thought of.
0: Yeah, because I mean, he's that's his like Rob said that was his his, like sort of introduction into becoming a career criminal, and then that's also what gets him. uh, Hold up now. Pretty sure that's also yeah, that's also what gets him uh, imprisoned in uh, in Michigan after uh, after the war, Um, like during like. Comes back around 1921, 22, Shortly after, yeah, he's imprisoned in Michigan.
1: He's uh, tried back in again, it, with a
0: yeah for another land fraud for another land fraud Apparently, they could never get him on the smoking gun that he just always had in his pocket. Though Jesus, like I said, this guy, this guy makes a lot of uh, these so called uh, you know heavy hitters look like all like altar boys for real. Like the more I started mm. reading on him, the more it was all like I don't know. I just wouldn't have suspected just some dude from Kansas to 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 have uh to have the majority of the bodies in the St. Valentine's Day Massacre and
1: the uh. He even shot a copper afterwards, didn't he? Yeah, accident in Michigan, and he he shot that copper. Was it Skelly or something?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but um, if my like if everything I was reading was correct, like he was. One of the because ele- I'm pretty sure the there's four gunmen, same Valentine's Day massacre. Mm. One's using a, a 12 gauge pump, one's using a 45, and then two two of them have uh, Thompson submachine guns, and he's one of the ones with the Thompson submachine gun. Which just by you know common sense, I put into the general you know idea that you probably did the majority of the damage as far as uh, as far as the deaths go in that whole in that whole situation.
1: But they found, because um, in that car, when he, when he shot Charles Skelly, when he shot uh, Charles Skelly, they found some information or some paperwork in his car, and they, which led them to somewhere where they found some of the guns when it, that were used. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure they found one of the uh, 1911 uh, 45 caliber handguns, and I'm pretty sure they found one of the, uh, the Thompson submachine guns.
1: Uh, they got reason. sent to a crime lab in Chicago, I think. Uh, Doctor Calvin Goddard—that's the name I've got down. I, I should write my notes better. <laughs> yeah, I always do that too. I
0: always like—I'm always like freehanding and jotting really fast. I'm like, nah, I got stuff written
1: down. It's like, what do I mean by that? Why would I put that there? And I've got Doctor no Calvin writing. Goddard.
2: What was that, Rob? I said, no one can read my writing but me. <laughs> I can't even read my
0: own writing. Like midway through, I'm just like, wow, I really have dyslexia.
2: Yeah. Same here. Is is Saint Joseph, Michigan, anywhere near you, uh, Ian? Um, I mean, everywhere
0: in like that general Detroit area. Is, I mean, I live in, I live in the Thumb. You know what I mean? So like, I could be to any of these places we're talking. Three hours.
2: Yeah, well, that's how it is wow. here. Like, um, I can be. You know, all the big cities you think about. You know, especially organized crime in Boston. I'm five ten minutes from the mall.
0: Yeah, I was I was telling my uh, girlfriend about that the other day that the whole eastern seaboard is like it's really really close. Like you got uh you um is Bo- Boston's before Philly, right? Or is Philly before Boston? It's like you were coming from Maine?
2: Uh no, if you're coming from if you're coming from Maine, you'd get to Boston first. Philly's a little further uh yeah, down to the right Philly, a
0: down into like uh New Jersey, New York. Like yeah, it's it's real close. Really really close.
2: Yeah, he was, um, when he, uh, he shot that Toledo police, uh, Toledo, Ohio police officer, George Zientara, following the bank robbery in
0: 1928. Yeah, I mean, Toledo, Toledo is about, uh, about two hours and 20 minutes from Detroit, maybe, if that. It's uh, it's real, real close. It's, it's right there. So, I mean, like, same with, I mean, all, all things considered, same with, like, Chicago. I can be to Chicago in five hours.
2: Yeah, I mean, following the St. Valentine's Day massacre, Burke continued his pattern of armed robberies and an occasional murder. In December 1929, an intoxicated and paranoid Burke, using the alias Fred Dane, was involved in a minor traffic collision in St. Joseph, Michigan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, St. Joseph. that's – fuck, I'm trying to think of exactly where that's at.
2: And the police officer, um, uh, a patrolman named Charles Skelly, arrived at the collision, and uh, he was shot and killed by Park. But I don't really know the details behind what, you know, he killed him or any of that. Well, I mean,
0: who's trying to take a DUI when you fucking got a bunch of loaded guns and, you know, (laughs) $80,000 worth
1: of fucking It was wanted posters, wouldn't it? There was wanted posters in a in a uh, uh, true detective magazine um, with oh, Bert's yeah, face right. in it. So people, were... he was obviously a wanted man at the time. So even though he obviously assumed that the copper was going to know him, so shot him and got away. Which
0: is a very fun, like, funny concept to me. To, I mean, not funny, as I mean, it's sad. Anybody has to die just because somebody's like, huh? Oh, I'm not going to prison today, you know? Fuck. But it is crazy to think about, like. Back in the day, like, you had to really stand out as far as, like, you know, if you were a John Dillinger or Capone, you know, something like that, yeah, for sure they would know who you are. But honestly, Fred Burke probably could have, like, had, that you know, the interchange with the officer, gotten his, you know, automobile situation handled, probably even went to the tow yard and got his, got his shit, you know, out of impound, you know, have a nice day, all right, take it easy, drive safe, and nobody would have known none the wiser. You know, it's not like today we're like, they take the yeah. license and they type it into a computer and like the second you're wanted or the second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I mean, you got to be a crazy motherfucker to shoot a, to shoot an officer over, uh, you know what I mean? A traffic incident. And I'm, I'm going to go person. ahead. I'm
0: going to go on a limb and say, and say alcohol is involved. I'm just, just Oh, gonna, of
2: course you know? he was. Yeah. It says he was intoxicated, but, um, after that is when, uh, you know, he was added to the FBI most wanted list and to avoid capture. He fled to, uh, Northern Missouri, and uh, Michigan police put out a one thousand dollars reward for him, and they said, uh, "And I quote: This man is dangerous and will shoot to kill. And every precaution should be used in making his arrest." Among the aliases listed for Burke was were Fred Dean, Fred Campbell, and Theodore Cameron. And that's Theodore just an
1: That's obviously those names must have come from when he was doing his landfall deals.
0: Yeah, no, it, like that was that would make sense, especially the Theodore Cameron one
2: yeah um, he also also went by uh richard f white while he was in missouri i mean you i always I wondered how the hell they come up with aliases and all that you know i
0: mean I, I mean if i could just like keep winging names for myself like I could, I could definitely think of a whole bunch that's where i get like the ian tyler from like because my middle name's tyler like i would ju- i would jump into tyler and then ian means john and uh ireland and scotland so like i would jump to john after that if i were to you know what i mean like um And then just things you always... Like, I was, like, you know, different periods of my life. I always wish my name was Jason because I love the Friday the 13th movie. So I'd probably, (laughs) probably, you know, dabble into that one at some point.
1: You know what I mean? um, I know that graveyards, uh, and especially the graves of very young children, um, provide... Yes, yep. Probably
0: people you served with, too, in the war that you know Mm. are dead.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a lot of people use dead things. I mean, um, when, you know, they... uh, when. Jack Kennedy had, uh, well, Joe Kennedy had CMG and kind of helped with the election there. They used, you know, they said that more dead people voted in Chicago mm-hmm. that year <laughs> than, than any other. There,
1: there was more votes than there were the, the population in Chicago. something was it? <laughs> yeah, well, That's you guys remember value. that line
0: in uh, Gangs of New York where he's all like, "There's already uh uh ten or two times more uh votes than there are voters, or there's already two times more um be- uh." voters and there are ballots he's all like how many times have i told you the ballots don't make uh, the election the counters make the election the counters keep counting
1: i think yeah. putin got 165 million votes in the country that's got 125 million population
0: <laughs> i know i'm for and that's why i just like that's why there's I mean, an anarchy a symbol tattooed on my elbow because if anybody thinks like well that was a different time we've gotten right since then you're a fucking moron and just i just know, said- my podcast
1: I just appreciate the fact they actually go through the rigmarole of it all and just don't come out and just go, do you know what? I'm president for the next. Because he even changed it because they can only stay in for a couple of uh, terms as because pre- he's president, not prime minister, isn't he? And, um, they can, but now he changed the rules so that he can stay in the job forever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's my football. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I, I don't.
0: That's what You've I don't. You've got to
1: respect it to a certain degree, though.
0: That's why I give uh, George Washington oh, gosh, so much credit, despite the fact that he was a bigot, child raping, you know, slave owner who didn't want to pay taxes. And that's why my country is even around. But uh, at the end of it all, he was like, all right, somebody else's turn. You know, he could have really, easily been like, yeah, no, that was cool. Us winning the war, all that. You know, I got us away from England. But guess what? Um, I'm going to do the same shit they did, y'all. I'm fucking <laughs> guess who's your king now?
2: Uh, king I, Washington in this bitch. But he's like, I believe nah. it. I believe it was Washington who set the two term limit. Um, yeah, it was either him or John Adams. I know John
0: Adams had a a really good quote about, uh, the two party system being the downfall of America, even though he was like the shittiest president we've ever had. Yeah. But it didn't
2: become, um, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I should say a law until, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, because Franklin Roosevelt, he was elected (sighs) to an unprecedented four terms, three terms, uh, well, you know, four terms he got he died shortly into his fourth term. Oh, did he? Yeah,
1: damn, I got
0: <laughs>
1: geography, history, organized crime. What more do you want on the side? <laughs> oh, I yeah, mean, we you gotta,
0: we you know, bounce all mouth. around yeah. Bad mouth in the government, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna get a little bit of everything over here at Wise Guys Hideaway. How you doing? How you doing for season two? We gotta step our game up.
1: But to be honest, I'm surprised Boris Johnson hasn't got rid of the royal family, become president of the UK by his own volition. You know what I mean? He's, he's, um, he seems a bit of a power-hungry guy as well.
2: I'm surprised the royal family's still going myself.
0: I'm surprised Putin hasn't fucking made his move yet, low-key. But uh,
1: but, they but are. That,
0: that's a conversation for another time.
1: <laughs> if y'all it's are sleeping online, on the man.
0: Russians and the Chinese, y'all are really sleeping. Let me tell you something.
1: It's not. I tell you, it's not nuclear bombs. People need to be worried about these days. It's Trojan horses on your PCs and um, through digital technology.
0: You know what people really need to be worried about? The fact that if fucking if our cell phones don't turn on and you can't flick a light switch and light comes on and I can't microwave food, like how many of you can survive? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. My idea. In about fifteen years' time, kids aren't going to. Shoelaces? They don't even know what shoelaces are. Kids so already they don't do have that. shoelaces, don't do man. Crocs have taken over
0: you. No. Little kids it, look at me like I'm so fucking stupid for time I shoes.
2: I don't know how people wear those fucking things, to be honest with you. They're very, they very comfortable. Crocs. Have you guys and ever seen stock. Kanye West's sneakers? Am I the only one who thinks those are the ugliest fucking sneakers, sandals ever? I would never wear Yo, them, especially Yeez- for those prices.
0: Yeezys, oh, bro?
2: Oh, man. No,
0: they're hideous. But I- I'd slap on a pair of Yeezys just just fucking just for the clout, just because.
1: Have you sort of actually there's gonna be a positive and a negative in here mentioning Lego, but have you seen the trainers, the Adidas trainers, Lego trainers? No. You can actually change the design on them and put bricks on them. Oh, that's <laughs> look, nuts. But um Glock, someone's designed a Glock, a real Glock, uh to look like um a Lego gun. Huh. That's a That's madness. That's madness. <laughs> I mean,
0: there's the there's the custom grip. Uh there's the custom grips for everything, man. Like uh I see people.
1: Yeah, and the whole have, gun. Like, honestly, uh, they Google got it. like
0: their favorite. You know, they got like you know. Let's say they grew up in the '90s, so they're real into Nirvana. They're you know, their grip on their uh, Glock 40 is the Nirvana smiley face, and you know what I mean. Like, now, uh, that, like this is
1: the whole gun. Honestly, Google um, uh, uh, Lego Glock. Honestly, it's mental. It looked. It, it's. It looks more like Lego than it does a gun. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> oh, I bet. But I mean, like that's that's, like only, that's been a problem for a long time. Now, you ever seen some that's of them airsoft guns, man? Like those airsoft. Oh, right, listen. Those airsoft guns definitely look. Uh, you might as well just carry the real thing. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Like, yeah, I seen something interesting oh, the oh, other sorry. day.
2: Um, Australian gangster George Freeman. Um, he had this cigarette lighter, which was uh, um. It, it was shaped as a gun, you know what I mean? And uh, so it was a lighter. And one time, one of his girlfriends picked up what she thought was the lighter to go and light her cigarette and fucking pulled the trigger on the gun.
1: Is that it was, it, it, it went off. It's one of those Glocks. Oh, I mean, look. I mean, obviously being in England, I don't really understand the kind of gun laws and the NRA and all of that sort of stuff. However, it's the situation you're, you are allowed to bear arms. But then keep it as that. Don't start within, designing within guns to look like kids for kids' toys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, within reason. But don't start designing guns to look like kids' toys. I mean, that – or designing guns that don't look like guns. I mean, that's taking it too far.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm fucking – I'm, you a, big the I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment, man. You got, got to keep the blamey on deck. So, I mean, a, a kid like, shouldn't be able to get a gun even though sadly they can. And as long if you either. want a gun that looks like a Lego, I mean, just know that, like, if you get fucking shot out by a cop or if kids start getting shot by cops, you're the asshole who wanted a gun that looked like a Lego. You don't exactly. get your cake and eat it. You don't get your cake and eat it too. You know what exactly. I mean? Like,
2: yeah. My dad say- was pulled over. Uh, he had a, I had my toy gun was in the back window and he was, when I was a kid, and he was pulled over over it. So it See, just, you the- know.
0: That's one thing look- about coming from Michigan, man. Like that that's one thing I can say is like I don't know just with all the hunting and there's like I don't know everybody out here's got guns. Even our most liberal fucking like, you know, far left fucking, you know, Biden whatever support like even they got the blamy on deck, man, fucking rather pack the heat and not need it rather than need one and not have it.
2: Yeah, that whole guns, you know, situation it's I see both sides of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I believe it was Saddam Hussein, the sick fuck that he is. He said, uh, you know, how could you expect me to put down my sword if the others don't put Mm -hmm. down theirs? You know, like, and I mean, you can kind of see that. You know, why, you know, why give up your gun when other people have guns? I don't know. It's
0: a touchy touchy. Oh, yeah. Like, if we could go back and not open Pandora's box, sure. Maybe I'd vote for Mm -hmm. not opening Pandora's box. Guess what? We already did it. They're not going anywhere. You can fucking ban every gun in the United States tomorrow. We've already fucking sold yep. <laughs> millions of them to Mexico, to Ireland, to Dave's mm-hmm. country, to the Saudis. To, I mean, like, it's it's a rap, man. It's it's a wrap.
2: And what a lot yeah, of people say. don't know is if someone, like, you know, say I shoot, shoot and killed someone in my front yard or, or or anywhere, you know what I mean? That gun, after my trial, they're going to sell that gun, the government, mm-hmm. you know, the police, whoever. They, sell, they go and sell the gun. And it's just – it's crazy how that – uh that
1: works, but if you look, look at the situation here, Rob. I mean, we're we're supposed to have uh, an unarmed police force, but wherever you go in the UK, we've got an armed police force everywhere.
2: An unarmed police force? I don't think I've ever heard that before.
1: Yeah, wow. I, 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 if if you go to most London mainline stations, yeah, they got um, they got batons, they got. Yeah. got no, they, they got their um, uh, whatever they bloody call. I forgot the name of their guns now, but like they, they, they're proper armed police airports. Main mainline stations um, docks they're I mean just I getting crazy ISIS did here. show I
0: mean I just showed everybody you know fuck your gun restrictions like you can get it too you know what I mean like it sounds sounds cold-blooded to say it like that but I mean what they they, they did a number in France San Bernardino like I mean California's got some of the strictest gun laws out there Chicago's got the strictest gun laws that there are and there are more shootings in Chicago still every year. Than there are in the fucking rest of the United States, as far as cities. Knife, like, knife you know? crime
1: like, is our one. Knife crime is absolutely terrible over here at the moment. That's the other reason I'm a big it's
0: supporter just, of guns, man. Fucking sliced and diced and stuck up. I'd rather somebody hit me five or six times with the blicky and fucking it just be over.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. know anyway, we're getting away from organized crime, right? <laughs>
0: no, that's all right. We need to kill some time anyway. We're fucking over here flying through birth. We're like, yeah, so he was a scumbag. He's a killer. Died of a ma- massive heart attack July 10th at 40. I don't know if that's it. He- Let's see if I nailed it. One evening, no, right. You got it right, July yep. 10th, 1940. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking I I love birth and death dates.
2: Yeah. On March 26 1931, uh, um, a citizen in Green City area who had read of, about Burke and, um, seen his picture in a true time, ta- a true detective magazine recognized him as Richard White, another alias, notified authorities. Burke was captured at the home of his father-in-law without incident. Uh, he was returned to Michigan and, um, convicted of, uh, officer Scali's murder yeah. and given, um, a life sentence at the, uh, Marquette state prison. And, um, that, the U- then he was yep. in health. the UP, in uh, case
0: uh, yeah. anybody wants to know where Marquette is out there. It's in the tippy top of the Upper Peninsula. We're talking about
2: Canada. Wow. What's that? In Michigan, just right on the border there? Is that what you saying?
0: No. Uh, like, you know how Michigan's got the mitten, but then it's got the Upper Peninsula? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know how the Upper Peninsula is almost kind of like a shark and it's got like a fin? Yeah. Well, it's at like the tippy top of the fin
2: okay, uh, I in, get you. in
0: that general, in that general area. Marquette's beautiful yeah. though. Uh, I was up there a uh, handful of times, uh, to go camping. a so, uh, be- beautiful, beautiful country up there.
1: That setup seems a bit strange. Um, I mean, if you think back to all of his land fraud and then he's married, um, that 20 year old nurse, um, Bonnie Porter, whose father-in-law, sorry, whose dad owned the farm where he was arrested. Um, that all seems a bit strange to me, that one. It just um again, I wonder if he was setting up another fraud. Sometimes well, it's just... Go ahead, Rob. No, I wasn't saying nothing. I mean, it seems it what he done, every time he went running and hid, it set up land frauds. So what what i mean is sometimes he, I feel he, he, m- just out, he just run out. 20-year-old nurse. I mean, look at him. <laughs> You wouldn't want to bump into women in an alleyway, would you? And you couldn't exactly see you marrying a twenty-year-old nurse. Do you know? What I
0: mean? <laughs> no, so I, there's I mean, got but to be something all behind see, that. I can never also see Roy DeMayo being a good father. Truth is stranger than fiction, you know. And like, I feel like for some of these guys, they just they just get burnt out. It seems like like some of them, it's like how it's not even like a how'd you get caught. It's like a, ah, you were a. Uh, you were waiting to get caught. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to, I hate to always give him a little tidbit in uh, every wise guy's hideaway ever. But I mean, Hen- Henry Hill is the, the perfect example. You know what I mean? Like it went, like he said, it's one of the only things he said, you know, consistently when they were like, so how did you feel, you know, on that final day that's portrayed in the movie when, but you know, they roll up and they find take He, I mean, relieved, you know, like it's over, whatever's happening from now is happening. But like, it like, this this part of my life is like finally over and like I mean it's not like Burke lived much longer after he got that life sentence you know and dead at forty no, I mean, massive it? heart attack drank like fucking a fish his whole life ate like shit liver. that's the thing about gangsters that also always fascinates me It's, like these guys take it <laughs> <themselves.
2: laughs> yes. just amazes me how sometimes like um you know they can uh, uh, get, a mobster can be the most vicious killer most most ruthless, but they're such a good family man and all that. Like you were just saying, um, you know, it's crazy how, uh, you know, they can be so ruthless on the street, but yet so, uh, good with their family and their neighbors and their friends. It's that, I mean, it's the
0: compartmentalized thing, but it's also like, it's also like, I feel like we give them too much credit too, because it's all like, Oh, they were good fathers. How good fathers were they? Were they ever fucking home? They're always running around cheating on, you know, the kid's mother, you know, you know, you know what I mean like to where like and I, I do feel what you're saying to where it's like cuz you know though uh Albert DeMeo uh, uh god god have mercy on him you know rest his soul uh I I really wish I would have got to talk to that dude that would have been that would have been amazing but unfortunately he uh he had his own reasons for leaving but uh you know he he, he would tell like mixed stories about his dad is all uh, like you know oh Roy was a good father but then like you know he Roy would have him tell Neil De la Croce, like, you know, so what do you do after, you know, you you shoot, you know, you, you slit the fucking throat, you know, he's an eight-year-old kid saying this, you know, I mean, so how good of a father is yeah, that's this true. guy, really, you know what I mean, like.
1: But then it was always the son, was it? I mean, they protected the daughters very well.
0: Yeah, that, no, that's and, very but true. But
1: the sons, the sons were kind of, I don't know, were they expected to be following in their father's footsteps more often than not?
0: No, that's see, insane. That's the one I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know if I can't see somebody like John Gotti. Yeah, I, I suppose I could see him being like, yeah, I want my sons to follow in my footsteps. Somebody like Roy DeMayo, I don't really think he would have wanted Albert to follow in his footsteps. No, I, well, I agree. But it's still like uh, he's John... going to teach him things inadvertently just because that's the life he like yeah, You know, you forget your car keys one time, you're going to show your kid how to boost a car because you know how to boost a car because you're a criminal. you know what i mean like
1: but then i suppose you've got to take that decision early do i do i let my son know about my life or do i completely hide it so you can't half hide something can you so you either bring him in and 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 kind of man him up i suppose if you like um or you just keep it but didn't got he he, he tried to keep him away at first didn't he he didn't want him involved in the family business. Are we talking about oh, Gaudi, you mean? Yeah, Angelo. John yeah. Angelo Gotti. He didn't want him. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, John Jr. He didn't want him involved.
2: Yeah, and John Jr. didn't want to get involved either. Um, you know, he. Uh, it wasn't until the, that, that documentary that he did, a few, you, you know, Godfather, Gaudi, Godfather and Son, that I really did. I didn't know that Jr. was still against being a gangster in the beginning. Um, what happened was after I, his I, father.
1: I got God, a lot of time for John Jr. I really do like John Jr.
2: Well, you know what? Watching that documentary gave me a, a different kind of respect for him because like I was saying, I didn't know that, you know, he didn't w- he was so against being in life. Mm-hmm. I thought like, you know, he wanted it. But then when you watch that documentary and he talks about how one day his uncle Peter took him for a walk and you said to him, you know, hey John, you know, we want you to spend more time with us and, you know, join us here. And John's like, Oh, I don't know, let me think about it and all no, that yeah, so. it, it
0: does seem like the next just from even individuals i've known like uh like i uh, i know a kid whose dad was the president of uh the devil's disciple chapter uh, around where we grew up his dad was tough as nails fucking i mean his his nickname on the streets and fucking you know throughout the cruise was convict you know what i mean like that was his nickname but like his son w- was always sort of like a shadow of him, you know what I mean? Like, had the hustler-like spirit in him, sort of had the, you know, fuck the law, fuck the government, live by your own, you know, code type of mentality. But it also seems like the second generation always seems to lack that sheer, ruthless violence yep. that, th- that their father seems to have, just just from everything I've seen.
2: Yeah, yeah just some t- Go ahead, Dave. No, go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think as we move through the years, um obviously society's morals have changed, more people have got more. If that it's like that that um I can't think, I know what I'm trying to say, but it's not coming out right. But as you kind of if we look back to how things were in nineteen nineteen or nineteen twenty, we're like shocked. But if we lived back then, we wouldn't have been as shocked. Do you know what I mean? So as you get older, so do, obviously, do you really as... think
0: we're? Do you really think we're shocked? I feel like we're less shocked. I feel like we see more murder, as far as just everyday people, than anybody no, back then could have fathomed. Yeah, people that's what. I, that's who went what I... to war were probably more privy, but
1: yeah. It but was... I mean, like, like it, that's the thing, wasn't it? People grew up back then with war was everywhere. Everywhere you yeah. look, there was a war going on. You, I world mean... war,
0: yeah, world wars too. You know, well, exactly.
1: You went. It, I think it went this way: Crimea War, First World War, Second World War. So those four yeah. wars alone was huge during. The, so for people back then, killing and death was. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um But when we look back, we Jesus Christ. So, but if you went back then and they look forward, they'd probably be well ashamed. I and mean, it's like, like all of these, all of these wars, and look at you still.
0: <laughs> but if you went back to 1919 and you showed them. That kids were going to eventually, you know, in the 8th, ninth, 10th grade, take guns to school to turn on their classmates. Or people were going to just say, fuck it, you know, to their neighbors in Pennsylvania yeah, yeah, and let me. them have it over a snow shoveling incident live on, you know, CCTV. Like, I think I think the amount of violence that we see would even shock, like, hardened killers from back then. Because, like, yeah, there is they... a difference between doing it and – because, like, I've always noticed there's a difference between watching a deer get gut and gutting a deer yourself. It's a lot. It's a lot more yeah. like, oh Jesus! When like when you watch somebody gut a deer di- and you're not there to actually you know absorb the adrenaline and feel like the, you know, so like just the constant. I mean, because I mean, you guys are on the internet as much as fucking I am. Like how many leaks do you? I mean, I watched that mm. dude shoot his neighbors in uh Rhode Island like eight times. Admittedly, you know what I mean. Like I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about or not, but
1: yeah, yeah. That's the press. I mean, that's obviously the the obviously as the press has grown and. Social media's grown, TV's grown. It, everywhere, everywhere, everyone's got a camera now. Everyone's a reporter. Um, there's like yes, yeah. however many, many, however many camera phones are in the world, that's how many reporters there seem to be in the world yep. these days. So it's absolutely everywhere. So, so it, but I think yeah, you're right, Ian. At least they were fighting for reason. They were fighting for their country. The wars we see on the streets, uh, uh, a what? <laughs> just oh i just i just mean like
0: at least like their violence you had to uh, i mean you had to pull pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go get after it you know what i mean like i'm sure that's what made hitmen so efficient from the first two world wars as far as the mob went was mm. like you're fighting in the trenches and you're literally fighting in like rabbit holes in world war one and then in world war two it's still trench warfare so you're getting up close and personal and pulling the trigger on somebody by the time you get to really like, is. you know, by the time you get to like Iraq and stuff, not not taking any credit from you know what anybody did over there. Like I said, I got a lot of a lot of friends who served, and like you know, I'm fucking a big supporter of the military, and I do not think we take mm. good enough care of them when they get back home. No, but uh,
1: we don't hear th- either.
0: Yeah, I'm. We just they just don't anywhere. You know what I mean? Like no. at, least, at least Russians are just like honest about it. But uh, I'm like pro Russia on this podcast. But no, it, there there's a difference between Desert Storm, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and you know, uh, Korea and uh, World War II, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where like you you were getting seriously up close and personal on an individual, and then like you know, laying in the trenches for hours upon days upon weeks, just smelling your friends rotting next to you, and just you know, there's you know, that there, there there definitely is a difference in the warfare, and then uh, and then Vietnam
2: gets its own little you know,
0: segregated uh, subset of things.
2: You
1: can see a
2: lot of these guys come back fucked up, you know what I mean, from those – especially back then, you know, the way they had a kill and everything. Unlike my grandfather, um, my mother's father, he was drafted to the Red Sox out of high school, um, and he played one year with the Red Sox, and he was making $75 a game, which was big money back in the 40s and 50s. But then he got drafted to the war after playing one season, And um, then when he came back from the war, you know, he was drunk, uh, had a bad knee. So he was never, you know, able to play basketball uh, again. Yeah. That's the difference in that
0: time, too, is we would never, ever, ever consider drafting Derek Jeter or drafting, uh, you know, LeBron James. Whereas back in that time period, you know, if you were an able-bodied young man, you know.
1: Look at at Muhammad Ali for a story. I mean, that. There's a perfect story there. What you're saying that um, that was, I suppose, the, the 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 turning point of when they started to protect their stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muhammad, uh, it, that was. Yeah. Wasn't it? I mean, he lost his world title because of it.
2: Oh, right, no, that's 100%. for a
1: different reason. Obviously, that was for a different reason why he didn't want to sign up. However, um, it no, really I get what you're highlight. saying.
0: No, it's that's the sort of the turn. That's sort of the the, yeah. the, the turn of the time. Yep. No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's. uh Cause yeah, today, uh, in this day and age, I forget, I forget the NFL star who actually did, uh, drop out of the league and go enlist to go fight in Iraq. And uh, I remember, up-
2: I forget his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I believe he was with the Cardinal. I mean, um, the uh, Redskins. Cap- oh, okay, Redskins.
0: Redskins or All Cardinals? Right. I- I'm seeing a red jersey in my head. Either way, I feel like a piece of shit for forgetting his name because, like that, that's I, a that's a true American
2: hero, right there. Same here. I agree with you. I think he was killed over there. Correct? Yeah. Yeah he, he lost, yeah. he lost. Yeah. He lost his life over there. Friendly fire. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. It was, got, we know. We we know our own American hero anyway, Joe Michael Nia. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sure. They,
0: that was a perfect segue, Dave. That was Thank funny. You very much. But, but it's just well, part of the podcast.
1: With the thing of with the, being researching crime, organized crime, and obviously you, you, you start research and other bits of crime as well. And for me, with my of criminal justice past, I also do the history of prisons and things like that. For me, not that much has changed over the years. The only thing that's really changed is, as I mentioned earlier, the, the widespread use of social media now when everyone's got a camera phone. So it's like the only thing that kind of is exploded is information.
0: Not well, that and murder, ma- murder making people famous. <laughs> I mean, people... People that, like, I don't like to think of it this way, but, you know, some kid out there might listen to us doing podcasts and all these guys and be like, man, they rambled on and on for an hour and a half about this fucking Joe Schmo dude who who, who gives a fuck. He lived 100 years ago. Man, all he really all's he really did that really made him stick out was kill 50, 60 people. Like, I can do that, you know? Like, I mean, that's, that. like, I mean, admittedly, like, people like us, the, uh, the media is the worst because I'm not the one who fucking runs 60 minutes. So, like... Don't go blaming me, I had to start up a podcast. Yeah, but Ian,
1: that's to? like that's like Ian, that's like us taking the piss out of people that train watch or go and take the plane numbers. Or it's this is something we enjoy because it's something we enjoy. I mean, everyone has a passion in life, so I and mean, that's I was saying to someone the other day, it's it's um, when we kind of talk research and talk about organized crime, it's not about that we're glorifying it or we're proud of all these people it's just that we're people that have got a passion about the history of organized crime What's, I'm actually, you know what I mean
2: i'm actually glad you brought that up dude, like cuz you know it, i've been wanting to talk about this uh, you know several times but how people think like we glamorize it and someone um someone said this once and my reply to them was, i understand how people can can see it as glamorizing and can see how kids are going to um, want to join that life, the money of a lot. But I think it also works the opposite. Meaning mean, they see the ruthlessness and yeah. um, they won't want to get into that life. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, yeah. you're going to make, you'll, you'll probably make a lot of money and stuff like that, but obviously it's not going to end well. And so I, I think, mean, I, think cool. it's
0: split, I think it's split 50 50. It's like, uh, it's like the Chicago drill rap. You know, you got King, like Lil Dirk's one of the biggest selling, Hip, you know, hip-hop artist that there is, half of his songs he's talking about dead ops from the opposite neighborhood in, on 63rd, from his block on 64th that he or his friends have killed and they're number one selling songs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, his song right now, uh, Back in Blood with Pooh Shiesty where he says, uh, you can't come back to your hood, huh? He was dissing on my cousin, now his ass all in that wood, huh? Like, he's literally talking about a murder that he took part in and we love it. We can't get enough of it. We fucking eat it up. It's 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 the number 2 charting song in the country on Billboard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's where like I just admit to it that like I'm not saying these people are good people. I'm saying they're fucking pieces of garbage. I am saying mm-hmm. they're interesting. I am I am kind of glamorizing it because like I mean it's pretty intriguing to me that you take the average run-of-the-mill person and, they, and they, just, they just hit fuck it in life and they become a criminal. Yeah, but you're glamorizing really make it, it that within far.
1: context here. And that's the thing. You're glamorizing it within the context of organized crime. We're not glamorizing it in the context of society's morale, morals and principles. You see, know what with I mean? organized
0: it's crime, it, I am, though, because Arnold Rothstein, that's a fucking J.P. Morgan or a Henry Ford if I've ever seen one. I don't care what Elmway tells me. You know? Same, yeah, with no, same with Charlie Lucky. Same with uh, Meyer Lansky. Same with Tony Arcano. You know?
2: Yeah, but look no, how right, it ended it for the all these guys. To
0: stuff. Tony Arcano, to. him pre preacher, he died of natural causes at his house. Akano, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're don't get me wrong. Like for like for all the ones that when you're so ruthless that, like, you know, an Albert Anastasia, a Joe Gallo, a Roy DeMayo, yeah, you're gonna get found with nine or ten in you, slumped down in the fucking chair somewhere, or but you know, the, but like Carlo Gambino. Things, I mean, he did the, he, didn't do more than a year in in jail, probably ordered roughly fucking 100 plus murders and participated in probably 30 in his, you know, up and coming. And like, I mean, and what consequence did he really pay? You know what I mean?
1: Even with Rostin, if you look at Rostin and all of these ones that we're talking about, take away the crime. And yeah, they could have been uh, leaders of their industry, whatever, top CEOs. I mean, Maya Lansky could have been president of America. Um, But... That's in the normal world. If you as soon as you add crime, you're bringing them back into organized crime world. So in a way, you're not glamorizing them outside.
0: <laughs> I guess I guess I'm not glamorizing them so much as I'm bringing what other people do to their level because I, yeah. I don't ever view I don't ever view it as like a oh, they were such ruthless degenerate criminals for it because motherfuckers on Wall Street who will fucking m- make you go bankrupt, homeless, divorced, not see your kids so that they can get the top sale margin. That's the same as putting a bullet in somebody's head to me, to me personally. Like, I don't know, I've seen people lose everything, like, lose everything as far as everything they work towards. And it it spirals them into a place that, like, yeah, okay, sure, they're still breathing. But, I mean, how much good is that, really, with how some people end up after a bad business deal, after, you know, like.
1: It's like one of the guys that I wrote about in my story, The Monk, The Brain, and The Mobile Diamond, for Mitzi is The Best New True Crime Stories, well mannered Crooks, Rogues, and Criminals. How's that for a plug? Which is available on Amazon, worldwide. <laughs>
0: Look at that, um, that fucking segue right there. Thank you it's very just...
1: much, Art Raquel, Art Rachel, he had an IQ of 160. So we're not talking about stupid people. No, no, well, some of them, but n- yeah, no, yeah. no. I mean, um, a lot of them were very, very intelligent guys. rostin Lansky, Luciano, uh, Maranzano, even, uh, Maseria. I mean, they, they, they had to be within the world that they lived in. Um, otherwise, they'd have been walked all over, wouldn't they? Uh, oh. So, I mean, look at Jim Calissimo, big Jim. Uh, oh, yeah. He decided not to get involved in bootlegging. And that's why Johnny Torrio took him out, because they saw the bigger picture.
2: I mean, yeah, I, well, guess, like, I guess
0: uh, I think of the aspect, too, of like... You have uh, to
1: be a businessman. Yeah. As well as a ruthless killer.
0: Well, I lumped together the whole murder aspect as like a... It's a big, like, inclination of, you know, research material of mine. You know what I mean? Like, two fucking... Uh, two sad nobodies from Colorado decided that at 17 and 18, their their whole purpose in life was to become the biggest, most prolific school shooters of all time and they did it the uh an individual who served with dignity over in desert storm after you know witnessing what happened at waco decided that his whole whole fucking goal and purpose here in life was to show america just how you know fuck they really were (laughs) as far as like yeah i'm talking about tim mcveigh for anybody who's confused right now too as far as like you know they used to get like it's like he said when they're like, "Uh, how did you feel about the whole Oklahoma State?" And he's like, "I used to get medals for doing that." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's uh, there's there's always just been two types of people in the world to me, killers and everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know, and I'm and I'm not alone because otherwise the whole uh Night Stalker documentary on Netflix wouldn't have been number one for fucking six weeks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And- we get we get things. Classes glamorizing organized crime. And yet these these serial killer programs and like NCIS, Criminal Minds, Law and Order, they're all number one shows.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, so, I think it's because, like, hopefully nobody ever, like, there is a small faction of people who want to emulate a Ted Bundy or a Richard Meares. I think everybody, at least for like, one day, would like to have walked around as John Gotti when he was at his peak.
1: It's I, I would have. Of, I I oh, of course, I would have loved to. I would have loved to. That brash.
0: Right? 300,000 on a hand of dice? Come on. Is you is you serious, bro? Come on. I
1: would like to have been a Cardo as well and being the sign, kind of behind the scenes. But, um, yeah, for brashness and as that, John Gotti all day long. You can't knock him for that.
0: Yeah. Who doesn't want to be Nikki Scarville saying, like, thank God for an honest jury, an American yeah. jury, knowing damn well <laughs> that he's guilty. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, who – who 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 doesn't want to like be like, there's I mean there's a reason that fucking gangster movies and like true crime movies and shit are always you know the best sellers it's because they're different type of people they're not everyday they're not mailman Joe they're not or they are and that's the craziest part you know what I mean it's Yeah these like,
1: are the stories we want to know these are the, the voyeurism so There's
0: a bit of for everybody, everybody who that. says you know I'm glorifying this or I'm doing this or I'm doing that my only How many fucking times did you watch the Twin Towers fall when they fucking kept showing the news footage? Go fuck yourself. You're the same as me.
2: It's just always been fascinating to me how criminals' minds work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like serial kills. I I, I love it all. True crime. You know what I mean? uh, I love it all, but I mean, organized crime is where my real passion is. But it's like you got to go into the mindset of these people of how they. Like, you know, you had to be half fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, you think, like when my uncle was indicted, uh, I heard that he, you know, when he first found out the indictment was coming down, he didn't know what it was about, you know mm. what I mean? Because that's how many crimes he's committed. So it's like, you always get to worry of like, about like, um, you know, you, when you're going to be brought down or whatever. And a lot of these guys can, you know, they probably well, don't even it out. think, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's crazy. You know, I couldn't imagine living, um, you know, having to be worried about, you know, getting indicted all, all the time or anything like that, you know. Every time a mob guy wakes up in the morning, you know, they don't know if that's the day they could be arrested or not. It's just... That's probably why they have
1: so many heart attacks, Rob. That's why a lot of them probably die from... So, so many of them probably die do. from heart attacks because of the stress. <laughs> See, I feel like a lot
0: I, of them sort of... uh sort of I mean, especially as, as time went along. Like, I mean, we're talking Prohibition and all that. Like, it, it was just a dog-eat-dog world and fucking, like, people were very uneducated and poor. And But you get into, like, the 80s, you get to a guy like, you know, Robert D. Bernardo I think he just thought like he he was a, a suave businessman who did some shit, some real shady shit. Uh, actually, he's a piece of shit. I'll say I'll, I'll tell his daughter to her face that he's a piece of shit. Uh, but thought you know oh uh these are you know friends of mine. I mean you gotta think like uh Sam Sammy Gravano's uh, brother. shout out Sammy the Bull. We want to talk about a segue. Sammy, I'm gonna get you on here one way or the other. I don't even care if I have to weekend at Bernie's. You when you die and prop you up. And make you talk on the podcast. You're coming on. It seems
1: all you gotta do is talk about that John a light and then you could Sammy the ball would turn up, I think. Something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, like, no, right? He'll just pop up out of nowhere. The them and Jimmy Calandro is Warren. It's a good it's really, I mean, it's kind of a good time. That's the one. Uh, but uh nonetheless, Sammy Sammy Gravano's brother-in-law, there's no way he he ever, 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 ever would have dreamed Sammy's gonna fucking have me whacked. You know, I think a no. lot of these guys really are sort of ignorant to the fact of like you know, like, no, these guys are my friends. These guys are my this, these guys are my that. Like, th- like then something happens. It's like Henry Hill. Like, as much of a, you know, snaky, thieving liar that he is. Like, I really don't think, oh, wow, this uh, this is how deep I am. Until he was, in you know, part of the Billy Bats murder. Like, he was all like, yeah, Jimmy and Tommy, yeah, they're wild. But, oh, we just have little dealings here and there. And, all oh, Pauly, he loves it. And the next thing you know, some guy's getting beat to death and you're fucking, you know, in your sweet. And you're yeah. like, oh, shit, this is, <laughs> oh, okay. It's uh, you know, are they Rob Lufthansa? six million in cash, two million in jewels, two weeks later, Jimmy's handing him a package of heroin, like what can you do with this? You're like, Oh shit, you you guys are fucking gangsters, huh? Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't think no. some people know what they're getting into until it's too late.
2: And then you adapt. You adapt I, die. Wonder, I, mean. I wonder if Sammy was um ordered to kill his brother in law or if he did it himself to make sure he didn't suffer. You like you know you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't.
1: It was going to happen, know. so he did it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know for sure. I don't, I don't know if that's. Um, I think he volunteered. Know, I, would, I would have been established.
0: I would. But yeah, he talked about it on sixty minutes with uh, Sawyer.
2: Because I could see him, you know, um, you know, him doing it for wanting to make sure it's done quick or something like that. But I just don't know how someone could pull the trigger on their brother-in-law.
0: I mean, I have uh, three older sisters and multiple brother-in-laws. <laughs> I can tell you, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> you're a fuck up this is like this is what we do this isn't the haberdashery business we're not every everyday guys we're not every like that's that's where i give like people like credit like an organized crime where i give them the benefit of the doubt same when it comes to like the gang culture and stuff like that it's like people are always like i don't understand they seem like such a nice guy how could they be so r-? it's like well i mean you, you think you just wake up and every second of every day is like when you're killing somebody that's how you're gonna act like no that's not how it goes you know what i mean like it's it's its business or its i mean as far as like the street gang culture goes it, it's just fights that turned into more fights that turned into somebody you know eventually getting shot from one side and then you know how do you let it rest you know what i mean
2: now like, let me ask you guys this question right now let's say if you guys have had to pull the trigger on someone i let's let's forget about like you know getting caught like you know what I mean I, I'm sure people wouldn't want to do it cuz they don't want to get caught but let's say you knew for a fact you were going to get away with it you know what I mean and it was for a good reason could you do it oh yeah 100% yeah. Uh, i believe yeah. i could too yeah but it would no, have we to just be all, we just all implicated ourselves uh, yeah cuz i mean i i you know what i mean I, I i couldn't do it to an innocent person or whatever like that i have never been in that in that position or anything like that but um you know i i really do believe that if it was something i really had to do and there was a real reason Behind it, I think that you know what I mean. I could do like if someone killed like you know I don't know my mother, my father, my brother, or something like that. Hey
0: man, 100k is 100k. Uh, I,
2: yeah, but I mean that's that, that's that's kind of my point too. Like I don't know if I could, you know, just hey hey go. I don't know if I could do it if it was like hey go kill this person. If it feels like you know basically for no reason or just because they were owed money. But I mean I could do it if it was like someone fucked <laughs> with my family. Or something. You know, like well I mean you know I think the
0: person that they owed money to it, it is more or less like your family. You know, to them. I mean True. minus minus like the whole people who get sort of brought in like a Joe Mad Dog Sullivan or something like that. But I mean you uh you know, you take into account like, you know, uh you know, a Jimmy Burke or whatever, like uh you know, Tom Tommy Dismione, if if somebody owed money to, to Jimmy Burke, Tommy DeSmione took that as a real slight to him. Like how how you know, how dare you not respect Jimmy? Jimmy's to be respected. I'm a fucking loose canon homicidal maniac. And I respect Jimmy Burke. You're not gonna respect Jimmy Burke? Like the hell you aren't, you know what I mean? Or like Kevin Weeks was with, with Bolger. Like then there's the the actual like psychopathic trait people of the whole crew, like the DeMeos or the Burks or the you know, to whereas like like Chris Rosenthal was sort of just like that that sort of follower for a Roy DeMeo, like his puppy dog. You know what I mean? Like uh yeah, Roy, no Roy, you know what I mean? Same with Roy Tanino, and then you know, to you know, all the way up the ladder. Yeah, it's it never stops.
1: Well, the thing is, I mean, I suppose I I, I can turn around and say, I'm trying to say, say this the right way, I can turn around and say that I'm quite lucky in the fact that um, in a few of my crimes in the past, obviously I no longer commit crime, but in, in a few of my crimes in the past, that people haven't said no. Um, they've handed over what I've asked them to hand over. So I wasn't in a position whether or not anything was going to follow on from that. Uh you also didn't feel the need
0: that your name, David Breckspure in London, needed to ring fear, no, into no people. no. You know
1: no, it's all no. I mean, I wasn't anything like that, and it's I was low level. Um, but the thing is, well, it was low too,
0: level guys who think I mean Tommy Dismial never got made, you know, Jimmy Calandra in the Bath Half crew, none of them guys ever got their button, but they felt the need that, you know, that when was John Polio was, was, was though, killed, yeah, that was Michael Hamster had mainly. to get fucking shot five or six times, you know, like.
1: I mean, mine was because of drugs, getting money for drugs. So that was like street robbery, shop robbery. No, um, I, no, I robbery. do, I do so, yeah. I
0: just mean like some people do seem to have that whole my name. Ha- I mean, like I know because like I mean, I like I semi have it to where it's like I just want to be left alone. But like the best way to get left alone is for people to be like, "Yo, yeah. just give give what you owe them," or like you know, like just do what he they ask you to do, do what he tells you to do, and just get the fuck away from them. You know, I mean, sort of like that's why I can like sick psychopathic fucked up I don't think those LSD experiments helped him at all but uh,
1: I mean but my, mine was more to do with my way of life obviously addicted to drugs you're, you're desperate and you'll you'll get money as many any way you can normally so that kind of if you, if you think of that that, that like you, you do anything if you're desperate in respect to drugs if you know that someone's going to put a trigger on you if you don't go and do something you're going to go and do it that's the fear of you dying is more than the fear of you actually doing what it is that you've been asked to do. So I think that's why it's very easy to cross over.
0: That is one of my favorite parts about researching gang culture or organized crime or anything like that is is the, the individuals who, when it's their time to go, can fucking swallow that pill and fucking slap the belt on like a man and walk into it. You know mm. what I mean? Be it a gangbanger, be it a whatever. Somebody who doesn't decide to take a left into a big crowd of people because they know that the ops are behind them and mm. th- they figure fuck it, I'll take a right into the into the open open field in the alley where he, it's gonna it's over. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe I'll get away. Maybe, you know, or like uh 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 Sunny, sunny Black, you yeah. know, where they walk him into a bit hit me once more and make it a fucking good one. You know what I mean? The Spilatro brothers taking off all their jewelry, and you know, I mean, just like anybody who can go into something like that with their fucking head held high. It, it I don't know. Do you know?
1: What I reckon would have done all right. He died of cancer, but who I reckon would have done um, Donny Brasco's thingy, uh, Ruggiero Lefty. Yeah, yeah. He would have. He would have just because uh, all right. They like show in the film him putting his stuff down, everything. But he, as we know, he died of cancer in prison. But yeah, um, he would have. I think I can see him. Just going, okay, guys. Um, do it.
0: Yeah, Neil uh, Neil Croce is another yep. one I could see uh, taking taking his uh, L's. Um, even though he ha- even though that's how he ended up going anyway. The one I can say that I think would have done it reg- like to uh, uh, Joey Gallo. Mm. Like, but I mean, his his was kind of a whole always go out guns blazing type of thing. But, like, that's where, like, that's the true has like, like, sort of come to fruition. Because you know who wasn't doing that? Whitey Bolger. You know who wasn't doing that? Uh, Roy DeMeo. I don't, I don't care what the story of Roy DeMeo is. I don't think he went, like, you know, Sonny Black or somebody like that mm. to his death. I think he was set up by... Asking uh, for his mom. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, not unfortunately, but...
1: Yeah, the most psychotic ones are probably the most scared when it comes to their own demise.
2: Probably, I, wonder, yes. I wonder how many of these people, like, you know, don't think they'll be caught. Like, because I could, you know, speak for from experience when I was dealing. Um, I had such a false sense of security, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't think I didn't get caught, but I, I never even believed I would get caught in my head. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, uh, it won't
0: happen to it, me. That happens to guys who get sloppy. Yeah,
2: but, but now it's insane because, like, if somebody, you know, I knew was in there and it's like, uh, you know, I'll be thinking to myself, you know, oh, you're going to get caught. You know, I mean? how could you not think you're going to get caught? But, like, you know, when you're in that position, you really believe in it. And most of these people must believe that they're going to get away with it or they're not going to attempt it because nobody would commit something if they knew they were getting busted, you know. I mean, that's just…
1: Yeah, exactly. Then it came over. you got to have in your mind you, – you, you do what you do not to get caught. You don't do what you do to get caught. <laughs>
2: yeah and it's just it's all about the precautions you take and everything Uh, like that like i don't know about all that
1: though
0: because how do you explain uh individuals who like their whole song and dance their whole trade was you know uh armored car or bank robbery like that's not a low profile type Mm -hmm. forget you know anthony shane the no-name gang those two fucking gun gun totem lunatics from uh the north hollywood bank robbery i mean uh any sort of uh high-scale armed robbery crew, same with any any sort of murder, game, like the Best Friends gang from Detroit to where you are just killing people left and right, left and right. Like, if anybody in the DeMail crew didn't see themselves either in the trunk of a car doing 100 years when this was all said and done, then they're fucking idiots, in my opinion. Same with Anthony Shane, the No Name Gang. Like, if anybody ever thought, like, yeah, no, we can just keep doing stick-em-ups for the rest of our lives, like, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot.
2: and i can say for sure that anthony shea and his crew they they were so cocky they didn't believe they'd be caught like and they freaking i don't want to say they welcomed um they welcomed the heat but like they were uh
0: snub their nose at it kind
2: of yeah like they knew they were being watched and they would still they would still do it you know they would you know find a way to lose their tail or whatever and and uh commit a robbery like after one time when uh shea he uh sliced his, they they sh- shattered the window of a bank and uh on his way out he sliced his hand on the um window and then uh in his surveillance of him like he's walking around he's got a big bandage on his arm you, you know what I mean it's like so oh, I mean
0: or even the John Gotti you, I mean hosting court at the fucking Ravenite like that like yeah, I mean, you even says in the tape, you know, this is going to be called to sure until I die, be it an hour from now, uh, yeah. a week from now, or a hundred years from now when, that, when they throw me in jail, yeah. like, you gotta, you, you gotta accept the fact that, like, the people I think don't think they'll get caught are, like, serial killers, yeah. or, uh, I could see drug dealers, I could give you that one for sure, because they're like, nah, this is sneaky, we're good, um, you know, burglars, stuff like that, but, like, I think anybody who's really... Brazenly living the life had to like has to know, I would
1: think. This kind of links onto stuff that I, I I talk about in the criminal justice in, in kind of my reform stuff, but um, it's it's about consequences. When when it comes to consequences, it's like uh, let's say normal members of society look at consequences a lot different to what someone involved in crime or organized crime looks at consequences. There's consequences.
0: You're a sociopath, Dave. Exactly.
1: Well, no, I mean, at the end of the day, a drug addict, right? Their consequence is going to be how ill they're going to be if they don't get that money to get the drugs that they need. Not, if I get caught, I'm going to prison. They don't think like that. And Whereas that's what a normal me- member of society thinks, well, if I, if I, if I steal this miles bar, I'm going to get arrested. And they don't steal the Mars button. But you don't think like that when you've got other consequences that are involved in your life and organized crime. There's obviously loads of consequences in organized crime as to why you would carry on committing crime. Because once you're in the life, you're in the life. So it's, it comes down to the consequences, of the people in the circumstances they're in. And not what normal society, uh, the platform that they view it from, from their morals and principles and what their consequences would be. They're not the same thing. It's two completely different lives.
0: Well, being yeah. in, becoming institutionalized. Also, sorry, Rob, but becoming institutionalized also uh, sort of may, like brings that to like the you know the forefront too. Is like that's the that was one of the craziest things. Like the more and more I researched organized crime. And the more and more I research some of these guys, you know, there are some of the really, really, you know, uh, fascinating ones—Gambino, uh, you know, the Big Tuna, yada yada. But you look a uh, like a like a John Gotti. I don't think he ever had a, a solid decade outside of a penitentiary from the time he was about 22.
2: Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think, I don't think so. You
0: know, I don't think he goes a full 10 years without at least going to do a two stretch, a four stretch, a this stretch or that. Neil Delacroce, same thing. You know, like any anybody who anybody who's living that life uh and then like i primarily think to like outlaw motorcycle individuals and uh gangbangers as well it's just a little time off the bench as my yeah. as the, my one buddy when we were both in court waiting for sentencing said i was like and i was amazed at the way he said it i was like what i was like so what do they got you facing bro uh because we did a little, we did some dealings together he's like oh i'm just facing a little bit of time baby you know how it goes He's like anywhere from 14 to 368 months i was like uh-huh, a little bit of time huh like anywhere from 14 to 368 months and the way he had it in his head was like shit it's just a little time off the bench and just a little time off the court baby you know everybody gets benched from time to time
1: hmm. yeah, yeah. So i think people say there's a saying that's if you can't do the time don't do the crime for some people they don't know they can't do the time until they get time <laughs> go on bob sorry mate
2: um I feel <laughs> I was gonna, but like Anthony Shay for example the, the drugs the heroin that's what made him so careless in the end mm. you know um, he knew he needed the money for drugs and you know he started to get care he started working with different crews that he wouldn't normally work with and that, that, was, his, that was the thing with Shay is when they arrested him um, you know they, they knew you they those they didn't talk those guys. Um, mm-hmm. and when Shay they waited a couple of days to interview Shay because they wanted to make sure he was. They wanted to wait until he was in full heroin withdrawal, and basically say to him, you know, what I mean, hey, you give us what we need, and you know, we'll get you a doctor. Get no, you that up. is
0: that is pretty impressive but, to me. That yeah, he and, and he's like, go fuck himself. He,
2: he stood tall, you know what I mean, and you know anybody who's ever experienced freaking withdrawal, it, it is so intense. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, I have, I have
0: single-handedly experienced opioid withdrawal. Ne- uh never heroin withdrawal, but definitely them, uh, oh, them Percocet. Shout out to anybody out there struggling like myself, man. You're fucking, yeah. I mean, it'll get better. You can do it. So can I. Uh, I mean, get off the drugs. Obviously not not just get through the withdrawal. So so you can do more drugs. But now, shout out to anybody out there suffering, man. But yeah, that that's one tip of the cap to Shay. Yeah, uh, I had cut
2: I that. You. Um didn't get clean until they went to prison until they went to jail because you got no choice in there, you know? And, uh, like, man, my cousin told me how sick he was in there. Like, cause they don't give you nothing. I believe they, I know some will give you, uh, uh cl- a clonidine and, um, which will, you know, supposedly helps, but I guess it doesn't really, it doesn't really, um, do they too make, they much. They
0: give methadone in some places. The, the yeah. Some
2: yeah it, all I, all it all depends on the jail. Like my friend, uh, Ryan Leon, who runs the, um, that youtube channel he was you know a big drug dealer in california and and he did time and he almost every time when he went away he was you know suffering for withdrawal and one day he was an absolutely freaking dying and you know they sent the nurse to see him and um the nurse is like okay you're really bad i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some something i'll be right back and even ryan says right in his head because you know the power of the mind is a powerful thing and he even says he instantly started to feel better when, oh yeah, when, when I when, he, I, when yeah. the dealer tells
0: me that like Bye. he's
2: read up and I can go pick up, you yep, know. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. But when the, the lady comes back to his cell, right, and she says to him, and he, now here he is. You know, he's all happy. He thinks, you know, I'm gonna get a box and or I'm gonna get a methone. Now I'm not gonna be sick. And so the lady hands it to him, and she goes, "Here, it's um, it's the big one, 800 milligrams." He goes, "800 milligrams of what?" She goes, "Ibuprofen." Okay. He goes, "Ibuprofen, <laughs> like." Like can you, I can imagine how bad, like, because he went from thinking you know what I mean to he was getting something to only get an ibuprofen, which obviously didn't do a fucking thing. You know what I mean?
1: No, um, it won't. It won't get you high at all. I'll tell Rob over here, bro. I'll tell you right. Um, it wasn't that long ago you'd have guys going into jail in the UK to get off drugs. Now guys are coming out with habits. It's it's crazy, absolutely yep. crazy. But. I must admit, in respect of um, drug addiction, I suppose in one aspect it's bad because it maintains people's habits in them. It doesn't allow them to kind of fully come off the drugs. Um, but methadone scripts—they've got they've got uh, buprenorphine, Subutex. Um, I'm a uh, big supporter of and
0: I'm not a big supporter of methadone because the withdrawals from methadone are worse than heroin. Mm. Because it, yeah. it meth, methadone uh, infuses itself into your bone marrow, and it actually becomes I, even harder to get off of than uh, than heroin. And some boxing can be abused too. But for anybody out there who says, "Oh, this isn't uh, this isn't recovery. This is just uh, legally getting go fuck yourself. You have no idea what you're talking about." Listen, even, yeah, I've, you know-
1: I've seen I've seen guys in jail um, spit methadone in other people's mouths walking down the meds it's, queue. Yep. It's just yeah <laughs> it's not some uh yeah some uh shit images from too many <laughs> And anybody
0: who's never lived it i'm fucking i'm happy for you i'm happy you don't have that fucking devil on Talks your left shit, shoulder man. but for the person who's never had to live it and who sits in front of their little facebook screen or their iphone screen and it's like well you know somebody sticks a needle in their arm and that's what they get I don't intravenously drug use. I'm totally against it. I fucking it freaks me out. I would pass. Same on. here. Same but here. I have plenty of friends who have died from it. I have plenty of friends who are probably going to die from it. I have friends who are fucking just starting to do it. I have friends who are fucking been doing it for years. So until you fucking have to fucking step foot in that position until you've lived it, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Go on about your happy fucking life. Have you a spritzer. Fucking enjoy your little fucking white picket fence and be thankful that you have no reference no frame of reference of what the fuck i'm talking about
2: because yeah. <laughs> the first time you do a drug you know what i mean it's a choice but once it becomes an addiction it's not really a choice anymore it's like a it, mm-hmm. it's a necessity you know i mean nobody has experience i even heard someone say one time that um drug withdrawal was it felt like like you just had a cold which is completely untrue like <laughs> You know, you you would take a cold any day over fucking uh Yeah.
0: No, a hangover feels like you have a cold, fucking
2: so people, so people who have never have never done a drug or whatever and think, Oh, I've had a cold before, it's nothing. So I don't know what people are complaining about the withdrawal or whatever. It's like no, no freaking way.
1: There's there's yeah, it's I, I can't compare it to anything. And I I mean I've not had huge withdrawals in the past, but I have withdrawn <laughs> and nah. They're, they're, um you, you want to rip your face off. You, you, you just want to rip your skin off. You just want to die. It's yeah. the best advice.
2: The best I, advice I could give to any kid. But the advice I gave to my uh, my brother. And my, my brother's a really good kid. You know what I mean. And he's seen what it's done to people. Like you know what I mean. So that's what I think. Why he stay away from it. But I always say to everybody, kids, my brother, if you do not want to do a drug, don't fucking try it. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. if you go out with your friends, okay, and you do lot you do a line of coke or whatever, you do a couple lines of coke, the next week when you go out, you know what I mean, you're gonna be like, Oh, hey, let's get some coke. You know what I mean? Because you had mm-hmm. so much fun doing it that you're gonna wanna do it again. And it's just a oh, fucking yeah. you know, it's, it's a spiral,
0: spir- man. If it's you a...
2: not want to addicted, any kids out there, anybody don't fucking try it. Yeah, and if
0: there's something if there like if just you are know. one of <laughs> those people who's like, uh, I wanna experiment, I wanna do this, but there's a particular substance that just you just see you just feel uneasy about it you don't know why same way that i feel like i don't know why but every time i'm in the ocean i'm like ah fucking shark's gonna bite me man i know that's how i'm gonna fucking die or you know i mean just when you have those weird feelings it's probably telling you, you know it's probably your body telling you like this ain't the one for me you know mm-hmm. what i mean like if uh if you know for some reason like even like booze for example if for some reason you're the kid who you know you are smoking out it's day but like tried to avoid the bottle because you know mom and dad are both at home fucking you know amy winehouse and that rest in peace amy i didn't mean anything disrespectful by that but but yeah they're both home just you know bond scott and that shit and you're like ah, eh, i don't really want i don't really want to drink i don't really want to drink and then like you finally give in and you do and you realize like oh this feels like heaven like it, the whole time along it was your body trying to tell you you know what i mean it's like uh bradley Knowles from sublime he partied his ass off all the way into his early 20s but was too afraid to try heroin for the longest, longest, longest time, and guess what killed him at 28. <laughs> you know, like it's
1: uh, yeah, man, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, heroin is in. Uh, you know, I mean, I would never knock someone for doing what they got to do to make money. You know what I mean? I've been there with the dealing and stuff like that. I never fucked with heroin though. I never wanted to, uh, you know, deal or whatever. It's just you know, like I said, I wouldn't knock someone for doing what they got to do to make money. But I mean, heroin is not. You know what I mean? You you. I mean, what
0: about a Nikki Barnes, though, man? Motherfucker was a junkie and then fucking yeah. got clean and fucking started
2: flipping that H pack, <laughs> loud pack, baby. Especially with the fentanyl, you know it can fucking
1: kill somebody. You
2: know what I mean? Uh, it, oh
1: like, yeah. That fentanyl, that fentanyl when somebody, I saw that, that scared the life out of me, seeing all that. Um, it can all kill somebody, man. A-
0: aspirin's completely harmless, but eat 40
2: of them bitches. That'll be the
0: last headache you ever go to sleep from.
2: Yeah, mm. I-, I seen a story recently about... Uh, um. A cop who who dropped because he, he was, all he was doing was handling the uh, handling when he did a search. You know what I mean? He just he touched uh, a little bit of fentanyl. I don't know if it was you know got in through his finger or, or whatever the fuck it got through. But like you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he was know had a- to
0: breathe. I I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't buy. I don't buy those particular stories.
2: Yeah. You know well, I, I just know a lady who um she actually because one of my the la- one, one person I used to pick up off was when uh when I sold I pick up off this lady named uh. Sonia she she didn't you know she was a big deal but she didn't touch up but just from handling the coke one time she um she failed she you know failed for it yeah
0: failed to piss that that's why most there's a lot of people who cook meth don't ever use it and like but they're still addicted to cooking it you know Mm. welcome to the (laughs) welcome to the drug intervention hour at wise guys hideaway
1: this
0: (laughs) this is the part where we subject i hope you guys enjoyed the whole little 20 minutes about frank burke Cause this is uh this is really just a, a PSA for everybody. We've else gone here. everywhere. We've gone yeah, all over, man. but we need to, but we need to get the fuck out of here because my phone is about to die. Indeed. And Indeed. Uh, It's getting it's getting late, and uh, I th- I mean I feel like we've ended it on a good note. We told you a little bit about Fred Burke. You know, we told you that fucking. Well, I mean, these told told you that. Oh, I'm not glamorizing it. I'm telling you, I am glamorizing it. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I I, mean, <laughs> I, I glamorize fucking. I glamorize a bunch of things, man. I glamorize fucking, uh, you know, people who, I glamorize comedians, people who make people laugh because they feel like it's, it's what they're meant to do in life. I glamorize those people. I glamorize, you know, fucking pain stricken songwriters like, you know, Amy Winehouse and Kirk Cobain. I glamorize, you know, all sorts of shit. It, uh, if it interests me, odds are I glamorize it. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's fucking anything to, you know, hang your hat on or anything to write home about, but it, it. Definitely, uh, part of the human condition.
1: Was that a goodbye, was it?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was my sign off. Uh, you know, the typical <clears throat> shout outs to everybody, you know, the mob King, uh, Scott M. Bernstein, he'll be on here soon. Um, big shout out to Detroit best friends, gang leader, uh, rock and reg. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to do a sort of in-depth, uh, chat and dossier about his, uh, his run through Detroit. Um, if Scott can set me up with that, I'm super excited about that. Um, still got the still got the cross country chaos tour planned for uh, for August. Red Whitman, Larry Mazza, uh, Seth Ferranti, and then my uh, special secluded guest, Danny T. Uh, all going to be a part. Uh, big shout out to you guys. I definitely needed to do this tonight. It's uh, definitely definitely been a rough month.
1: Yeah, no, it's been it's been a blast once again. I just want to uh, wish a belated happy birthday to uh, Christian Cipollini, gangland legend, whose birthday was two days ago. Hey, um, I wish him I wish him a happy birthday thing anyway. So I um, just want to do a belated one as well. And big shout out to the guys at National Crimes Syndicate, obviously Zero, uh, uh, Joe Michael Nyotta. Uh, Casey,
0: uh, Casey McBride,
1: like, gone. yeah, yeah. listen. Sh- if anyone's sh- like me, you'd have hung up by now. <laughs> 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 they would have cut off the podcast by now. Oh, they're doing the goodbyes. I'm going
0: <laughs> right on, man. Well, I appreciate I you guys.
1: Bad guy podcast as well. I they had me on their show the other week. Um, talking about and speaking Blackout. of podcasts, the,
0: the What Can Be podcast, you know, by our very own Dave, Dave Brexford. You know, what I mean, like.
1: I haven't done anything with it for a while. i been so busy on other stuff.
0: Hey, it's all good, man. It, it's all good. It, every, everything in time, right? Everything in time.
1: Exactly. Rob, well, it's uh, been an absolute blast, mate. Always, like always, brothers. All right. Well, Indeed.
0: we the fuck out of here from everybody here. Uh, love you guys. guys hide away. Everybody over here at Lost Cause Production, from the jolly old to fucking Southie to fucking the murder mitten. We love y'all. Take her easy.
2: Laters. Wait, everyone.